0: yeah you couldn't help it i know you felt it green and white white and green who are we the celtics who are we the celtics who are we the celtics all right celtics fans we are back to another episode of boston celtics game day recap i'm your host guy de and the celtics fall to the miami heat 120 116 in overtime again We are now 18-5 and on the season. Three of our five losses have come in overtime. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, uh, but here we are. We're still two games over the Milwaukee Bucks after they lost tonight to the Lakers, bums, and we still have a two-game lead, so I'll take it. Going to follow today's podcast, though, same as usual. Run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, Break down why the Celtics were in this game and why we lost. But to get things started off here, you cannot give player of the game to anybody outside of Jalen Brown. This was a fantastic Jalen Brown performance tonight. 37 points, 14 rebounds. So lighting up the boards tonight. Super efficient game overall. 12 of 23 from the field, 5 of 11 from three. We've talked about it. He's been struggling from three as of, you know, honestly, most of the season, him and Jason Tatum. Tatum obviously blew up against Miami last game. Uh, but Jalen Brown tonight was sensational. Five assists on top of the 37 and 14 that he had. So it was moving the ball well. Uh, and he had one of the best shots that I have Honestly, ever seen in a a game tying clutch situation? Uh, Celtics were down three with five seconds, seven seconds left. Inbounds the ball. Jalen Brown gets it probably good eight feet behind the three point line, uh, deep in the corner and hucks it up, nails it, nails it. Ice in his veins. JB hits the bucket, ties the game with 1.6 seconds left. And honestly, it, he kind of carried that through into overtime. Had a great pull-up mid-range to go up to midway through overtime. Tied the game at 116 with two huge free throws in overtime. He played really well in this one. JB had a really, really good game uh, through and through. It wasn't strictly the, the scoring. Uh, but this is, I want to say it's a career high or I know it's a season high in scoring. I believe it's a season high in rebounds as well. And then to throw in five assists on top of it, like this is, this is a all time Jalen Brown game. The only negative that you can draw from it is the turnovers, but you can say that for absolutely everybody on this team. This was an ugly game as far as turnovers go. Uh, We'll talk about that though. But as far as positives go, Jalen Brown mm-hmm. was at the very top of that list. Thought he played a really good game. The next best guy for me was Grant Williams, and honestly, I don't, I don't really know that it's, I don't really know that it's close. I mean, Marcus Smart, you could certainly argue. I'd say Marcus Smart had a couple of massive stints defensively, solid, uh, but you know. Grant Williams in this one really looked good, really looked good. And we're talking late in the game stuff. He had that awesome backdoor cut and finish from Al Horford to tie the game at 102. Uh, And then he had that massive step back three. Honestly, Jalen Brown was like sort of right next to him. He threw a little fake to Jalen Brown. The guy obviously bit because Jalen had 30 plus points at that point. And Grant just does a little step back, corner step, and just bangs the three to go up 105, 104 with the minute 16 left. And then he took that huge charge on Tyler Hero in overtime, right? So Grant Williams, you know, quietly put in a lot of work in this game. Uh, We've, I have, I've talked about him on this podcast. He started off this season hot as all hell. And he has definitely come down to earth. Uh, But tonight, big game for him. 18 points, four rebounds, two assists. Back to Grant Williams type shooting. Four of six from three, Uh, including obviously that step back that I was just talking about. So really, really solid game for Grant as well. Marcus Smart, not far behind him. 18 points, led the team with nine assists in this one. Struggled shooting one of seven from three, probably too many threes. I would say, you know, probably as an understatement at that. But uh, honestly, the last couple of games he's been hitting. I wouldn't say – I would say most of the threes that Marcus Smart took today were in rhythm. He wasn't throwing up crazy shots. Those were, you know, fairly open looks. They just weren't falling today. You know, so overall, outside of that, this is a tough one because you don't have a ton of phenomenal performances – uh, Derek White, Mr. Consistent, was pretty close to what his averages are. You know, 13 points, four rebounds, three assists in this one. Again, he's been averaging 15 over the last nine games. So there's only two under when you look at it that way. Uh, he kind of left a little to be desired today. There were a couple of big moments defensively. I feel like I don't even need to say it anymore. Derek White defensively tonight was great. Offensively, there were a couple possessions where you just would have hoped for a little bit more. Um, and honestly, that kind of that kind of extends to Malcolm Brogdon. You know, Malcolm Brogdon tonight. We'll talk about him in the second half. But you know, this bench that has been so good through most of this season that has made the Celtics the number one team in the NBA. This was a tough one. And we'll talk about it, certainly. But, you know, one stat I do want to point out, as far as positives go, is, you know, the team was still moving the ball. Regardless of Jalen Brown going off, uh, this was a game where they still uh, had 26 assists. We got out in transition. This was another thing the Celtics did really well. We had 18 fast break points. And honestly, up until midway through the third, we held Miami to zero. They had zero fast break points. It was a 12-0 advantage for the Celtics at one point in this game. Uh, And all of these are good things, right? Like these are reasons that the Celtics should have won. Uh, But in this game in particular, there are a lot of reasons that the Celtics did not deserve this one. Uh, And I want to talk about some of the negatives here. Before we dive into that, though, I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms your only source for the highest quality American grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at hopewellhempfarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns, like can the Celtics continue on this unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record? When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's gonna score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get to players. I'll talk about some of the players that did not have good games here, but you have to lead the negative section with turnovers in this one. Uh, this is basically what everything boiled down to. Turnovers, honestly, Celtics have. Struggled with that immensely over the last couple seasons. This season, however, we're one of the best teams in the NBA in, I guess, reducing the amount of turnovers that we've had. I think we're only averaging 14 turnovers a game, uh, and this is significantly better than where we've been in the past. Uh, but there was a point at with four minutes in to the second quarter where we already had 10 we ended the night with 20 turnovers. They had 21 points off of those turnovers. This was a massive issue the entire game. Obviously, turnovers do a couple things, right? It gives the other team the ball, but it also takes you out of rhythm. So all of these plays are wasted opportunities on the offensive end, especially when guys like Jalen Brown are dribbling off their foot. Jason Tatum had a million just errant passes. Terrible. Marcus Smart, a couple of bad passes. All of these things take shots away from the Celtics, but also take us out of our rhythm. And if you watched this game, the eye test alone said that the Celtics should not have even been close in this game. This should not have been a 120-116 loss in overtime. Miami should have beat the hell out of the Celtics in this. But our our team is good enough that we can overcome a lot of these obstacles. And that was the reason that we were even in this game to begin with. With that being said, that wasn't the only issue that the Celtics ran into tonight. The Celtics did a good job of getting to the free throw line, but we did not do a good job of converting at the free throw line. Again, lost this game by four. We missed seven free throws. Got to the line 28 times, right? That part is solid. You will never, ever complain about getting the line 28 times in a game. But when you're missing seven, it's a big deal. Especially in a game where you lose by four, right? like The Celtics are an 85% free throw shooting team. They're one of they are actually the best free throw shooting team in the NBA. If you are closer to your average, that honestly makes up the four point difference, and that right there is the game. Or honestly, we only needed to hit one. We only needed to hit one extra, and we wouldn't have gone into overtime. Obviously, all of the the ifs ands or buts they're useless, right? The game's over. It is what it is. But these are the things you look back on as a Celtics fan, as a Celtics player, and you're like, God damn, if I just did not miss one of those three, or one of those free throws, we won this game. You know, Jason Tatum, phenomenal free throw shooter, four of six tonight, missed two. Marcus Smart, solid free throw shooter, one of four tonight. Jalen Brown actually was significantly better than his season average. I want to say he's somewhere around 80 something percent. He shot eight of nine, right? Malcolm Brogdon missed one. He's a very good free throw shooter. There are just a there are a lot of things that the Celtics just could not put together tonight. Uh, obviously, that's a, a huge part of it. And when you look at the Celtics team as a whole, one of the things that has really propelled them into that first seed in the NBA is the three point shot. Right? We're the best three point shooting team in the NBA. Not really close. And tonight, we took a lot of them. Forty-five. Uh, we only hit fifteen. Thirty-three percent. We're averaging. We have eight guys averaging forty percent. They showed a stat on the broadcast today. Absolutely ridiculous stat. They showed the top six three-point shooters in the Eastern Conference. I don't know why they split it up into the Eastern Conference. Guess it makes it look. This makes the Celtics look better. The Celtics had one through five. Georges Niang was number six. We had one through five. Like, it's just a ridiculous stat. Five guys literally all in the top of the Eastern Conference in three-point shooting. And funny enough, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, not in that top five. You're looking, Horford, White, Brogdon, Grant, Hauser. Like, those are the guys, Pritchard, that are at the top of the Eastern Conference in three-point percentage. But you look. Throughout this one, Hauser, you know, one of three, barely played, got 10 minutes. Pritchard, DNPCD. Grant did well, four of six. Uh, but outside of that, you know, Derek White, two of five. It's actually, you know, 40 percent's not terrible. But then you look at your star, Jason Tatum, superstar, MVP candidate, 0 of 7. And listen, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to trash talk Jason Tatum. I will talk about, you know, his game and how it wasn't great. He did not play well in this one. I'm not going to I'm not going to hate on him for it. Right? This is a guy that literally just put up 49 points. He's averaging 31 points this season. I understand he's one of one of if not the best player in the NBA at this point. I'm not arguing it. However, this was not a good game for Jason Tatum. 5 of 18 from the field, 0 of 7 from 3. And honestly, down the stretch, I understand a lot of people want Jason Tatum to be that closer. It wasn't him tonight. It wasn't his game. And he took two or three heavily contested shots that honestly just weren't needed. Weren't needed. Give the ball to someone who's been shooting the ball out. Or do what you've been doing well all season long. Get downhill, drive try to find a guy because the fact of the matter is like these guys can still shoot despite what they shot tonight. They're still good shooters. Jason Tatum, you don't need to be taking a very heavily contested three, even though you've hit it before. I understand that Jason Tatum is a superstar and can hit those shots. It wasn't your night. Jalen Brown, it was his night. If you're gonna take a heavily contested shot, have it have it be Jalen Brown in this one. In this one, um, I already know what would have happened if Jalen Brown took one of those shots and missed it. Everyone would have been up in arms saying Jason Tatum's the closer, regardless of how poorly Jason Tatum shot today. Five of 18 is brutal. Oh, of seven from three is brutal, right? And then add on top of that. He also had five turnovers. It's not a good game, right? And that's fine. Everyone's entitled to a bad game. It is what it is. You move past it, but it puts us in a bad spot when you just keep chucking shots up. And I know that's what makes him great because he doesn't shy away from those shots. It is what it is. Uh, But overall, this is a tough one. The turnovers really killed the Celtics. The free throw shooting really killed the Celtics. Um, second chance points, offensive rebounds was another thing that just destroyed the Celtics like through and through. There's a, there's a lot of reasons this Celtics team should not have been in this game. The Miami heat had 12 offensive rebounds. There was a point where they had 18, uh, second chance points on a perfect nine of nine shooting. I believe on second chance points because of offensive rebounds. Like this stuff, all of that as a collective is a reason the Celtics should have been blown out. So the fact that we lost by four in overtime should be a, you know, I'm not going to say we should cheer for it, but it's a reason not to freak out. That's where we can leave things off. Uh, This is not a good game. Not going to sugarcoat it. Wasn't a good game for the Celtics, but fortunately we have, that much star power where even a really bad game resulted in a four-point loss in overtime. So it is what it is. That's where we're going to wrap things up for today's show. Quick one for you. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Our YouTube page, streaming everything live there as well. Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Uh, and make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five star written review. Everything helps. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?